Hello, and welcome back to the Crossroad Connection podcast, where we are creating stories that help shape our community. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the beginning. So stick with me. Well, welcome back to the podcast today. And and, uh, Wednesdays at noon, um, I lead a Bible study uh, for the ladies, and we are starting a brand new study, studying the book of Genesis. And so I thought, what better thing to talk about in the podcast today than the beginning? Everything has a beginning and an end. And so I just want to read to you a little bit, but I really want to talk to you about four things that Satan does from the beginning. So let's just jump right in. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What an image. I shared with the ladies that I read somewhere that uh, this person, the writer, had the image of God hovering over the waters like a mother bird that hovered over her nest. And I I love that imagery, but um, that's just a little side note. But in the beginning... And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So the first day, the very beginning, he made light from darkness. And I just, to me, that alone, we could talk about that for hours I just can't imagine, and, and I read in here somewhere in my study Bible, it says, don't even go there. Don't even let your finite mind think about that. what was before God. There was nothing before God. God was God. He just was. But it was funny today, I posed the question to the gals, what do you think he was doing before he decided, like, yeah, I think I'll make something different happen? I think that's so fun to think about. Maybe you're sitting here listening thinking, well, I've never thought that before. But hey, if you're not thinking this crazy stuff, that's what you got me for, to think of this crazy stuff for you. But anyway, it goes on. And God created um, land and sea. Um, He created the air and the water on day two, the land and the plants on day three, the lights and heavenly bodies on day four, on the fifth day, the birds and the fish, and then the animals and the man. And then on the seventh day, he rested. And that's another, uh, you know, for me, and if you've listened to the podcast very long or you know me very well, I like to take a nap. And I said, why do you, why do you guys think, or I'm going to pose the question, why do you think God rested on the sixth day? Because he, on the seventh day, after six days of work, he clearly didn't need to rest. He had, he's God. He spoke into the universe and created it. So he didn't need that day off. And it's said in here, um, on this, by the seventh day, God had finished the work. This is chapter two, verse two, that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. 
And I really, I really think God wanted to show us one day a week should be holy and we should keep that holy. And one day a week we should rest. We should rest from our work, our stress, our life. And I know parents out there, you're listening, I don't get rest. You will get rest one day. I promise your kids won't stay little forever. But I really think that God did this to show us how we were to live. And so I joke, I like to take naps and I like to rest. So uh, Jesus took naps. And so that's what I brought out of the seventh day. But I do think that is super, super important in the beginning. But, you know, we go on and and, um, God creates Adam, man, and Eve, woman. And we all know about the tree of, of knowledge that they were not to eat from. And sadly, we all know that they do eat from that tree. Um, Eve, Eve ends up talking to the serpent. And he was a very crafty, cunning, it says in the Bible, wild animal in chapter 3. And he questions the woman and says, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Chapter 2, the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. The serpent says, You will not certainly die, for God knows that when when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then their eyes were both opened, and they realized that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. They were, were, you know, humiliated at their nakedness and ashamed, and they hadn't been before. But it, I want to point out four things that Satan did. He created doubt. And he makes us question God's word and his goodness. Did God really say you couldn't eat from, from all of the trees? He wanted to place doubt. And that's the first place doubt shows up. He also wanted to create discouragement. He wanted to make you look at your problems rather than God. He wanted there to be a diversion. Makes the wrong thing seem attractive, so you'll want it more and more than doing right. And he created that in the garden. He also created defeat. He wants us to think that we failed. Don't even try. Don't even try. And he also creates delay. He makes us put off things, something that maybe we'll never get done. But all of those were Satan's plan against mankind. He wanted all of those, one, two, three, four, five. He wanted the four or the five D's to be brought into the world. And so he does those here. He brings doubt. He brings discouragement. He brought diversion. He brought defeat to Adam and Eve. You know, they were... They were exiled from the Garden of Eden. What I found interesting in that, that I don't know that I had ever heard this way, 
In chapter 3, verse 23, it says, So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground for which he had been been taken. Speaking of, of Adam. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. I don't know that I had really focused on that part of the fall, the, the great fall, the story of how how the world became sinful. He placed a cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way. So they were not allowed back in there. They were outcasted. Can you imagine the discouragement? I, I mean, I just can't even imagine the doubt, the defeat they felt. And all because of that dirty old Satan. So I encourage you to grab your Bible, jump into Genesis. Even if you can't make it on Wednesdays at noon, we're going to be going through the whole book of Genesis and we're just going to pick all those verses apart and talk about them. And and um, I just wanted to share it with you today. I, I felt like I got out a lot out of today's um, Bible study with the gals. And so I wanted to bring it to you guys uh, today to listen in and and just to, to think a little bit about those things. So I hope you're having a great week. I want to give you a few things that are coming up around the corner here at Crossroads. This Friday night, 6.30 to 8 o'clock, we're going to play Euchre. So I really hope you guys can come out. I hope we have a great crowd. We're going to take up a free will um, donation offering for Our Father's Arms. Um, to buy hygiene products. So you can either bring something, bring a tube of toothpaste or some shampoo and conditioner, package of toilet paper, any of that kind of hygiene item. Um, or just if you want to give a cash donation, we will go out and get some um, hygiene items for them. And so please come out on Friday night to play Euchre with us. It's always so much fun. Bring some snacks to share. It's very casual, very, very casual, very low key. Um, it's always a fun time. So come out Friday night. Don't miss Church Sunday. Pastor Peter is still in his series on identity, and we are going to have a baptism. And I think there's there's several that are going to be baptized, and so um, always a special time. I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing better than seeing somebody uh, give their life to Christ. And so I just I can't wait. I'm so um, I'm excited for those who are being baptized. I'm excited for our church body that we get to witness that. It's just very, very special. So come out Sunday. That's the 25th. And then come out next Thursday night, the 29th. We're going to have our first ever living room session worship night. That's going to be at 7 o'clock. So if you love worship music, you love a different way of worship than um, than others, just come out. We're going to have a great, great night of worship. I think it's going to be a very casual, loose night um, of singing and just praising God. So... Come out for that. And then coming up on March 2nd, we will have our our monthly, I'm sorry, monthly men's breakfast. So um, mark your calendars, guys, March the 2nd. That will start falling on the first Saturday of every month. So from March on, the first Saturday of every month will be men's breakfast. And then on March the 3rd, Sunday, March 3rd, we will have another blood drive here at Crossroads. So... Um, I hope if you signed up before, you'll sign up again. Signups are in the hospitality room, so please, please sign up. 
really soon. And, you know, every blood donation helps three patients. So please consider signing up for the blood drive on March 3rd. Hard to believe that March is right around the corner. Uh, we have an early um, Easter this year. Easter falls. And if you look it up online, it's crazy. It's like after this moon and this sun. And, and it's, it's different every year. But typically, we have Easter in April. But this year, it falls on March 31st. So Easter is around the corner. Speaking of Easter, if you've got an Easter sign for your yard, please, please put that out and start promoting Easter. Um, we want to get as many people um, that that can know that we will have an Easter service. We just want we want as many as we can to go to church on Easter Sunday. So get your yard sign out. If you don't have a yard sign, please pick one up in the hospitality room. We have several left, and we want everyone that would like to have one to get um, to get one. So I would like to. Um, say a prayer for you guys and closes up for today father god thank you for this day thank you so much for your word for the beginning in the beginning you created the heavens and the earth what a great story lord thank you for reminding us of how good you are to us and how much you love us and that old satan you know he may have created created that situation and sin entered our world. But we know, Lord, even in troubled times, we still have you. And you're there to love us. And you're there for us always. So thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you for this beautiful day. Beautiful, sunshiny day. Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing in Crossroads. All that you're doing in our community. I just ask that you bless each person listening today. I just ask this. In all, all these things, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, I hope you have a great rest of this week, and I sure hope to see you all on Sunday. 